0: And we're back. Welcome back to another Practice Makes Perfect podcast. Your favorite Fortnite commentator here, face, bringing you guys another weekly installment of the actual number one podcast on PodBeast, Spotify, and uh, Amazon Music. Well, actually, wherever you listen to it. Uh, thank you guys for downloading this episode. Um, as you always do, y'all rally so hard week to week to support us. Um, and yes, we thank you. As usual, I want to hit a couple quick beats here. Like, check out Cafe Collazo to pick up your coffee fresh organic in season imported roasted on the day you order it and then sent to your house so you can enjoy the coffee is amazing I myself just picked up a beautiful expensive espresso machine and I must say man the, the, the Colazo household is making some of the best coffee we've ever had so uh we're really happy we're enjoying coffee the business is doing great and it does great because y'all support us so thank you you saw in the uh, episode header today, dudes. We have a lot to talk about. Um, this is not clickbait. If you guys have been on Twitter, you know the last couple weeks have been crazy with Grant the Photos six jumping into uh, getting sued territory for the who knows how many times. Um, Asmin Gold under fire right now for some crazy uh, conversations that he's allowed to happen in his chat. Is it a meme? Is it true? We'll talk about it and then also youtube taking the charge here taking the lead acquiring call of Duty's content rights we're gonna talk all about it and much more this week is just myself in mr john rush producing editing and putting together the sniper putting together the video what's up john
1: rush oh you saw my you saw my uh my clips huh you saw them <laughs> yeah ass? the sniper dude hey right now it's a peak. both fortnite and warzone have sniping meta right now i'm a happy man let's just say that i can make content the moment it, the moment it's just
0: movement, I'm out. It went, it went from John just like casually putting clips together to making montages to having Goj like commentate over it. Now it's all over Twitter. You know, John's out here just leveling up. I think, I think he's finding his groove these last couple of weeks, and and we love to see it. Trying, <laughs> he's he's stepping up. But um, dude, let's talk about these last couple of weeks. We we didn't do a practice makes perfect podcast last week, which allows us to really um bulk up on a, on a lot to talk about and honestly i want to start with one of the most exciting topics out there grand theft auto trailer leaked early but rockstar did not let that rain on their parade instead they took full ownership and started copyright striking the crap out of anyone who posted that thing early and then went out and put the trailer out themselves so it almost went from rumor to no this escalated as the real trailer And part of me was very excited, very happy, thrilled to watch it. The other side was like, dang, what if they took a little more time? Did it even better? Is this their final product? I had so many questions, um, but it was very clear that the hype was there. John, this video garnered so much attention that even after the leaks were true and real and everyone watched it, everyone still flooded to Rockstar's YouTube channel to rally in support, to like the video, watch the video interact in the comment section making it the most explosive fastest growing video i think to have ever been released in youtube and i don't know how many video uh, views they pulled in 24 hours but i know it beat mr beast's record i know that
1: yes yeah they uh it's the most viewed uh video on youtube of all time and i believe um i believe it was at 46 million was the prior um,
0: record and uh, they, they beat it out. In 16 hours, they had 70 million views. That was when Mr. Beast put the post out to basically acknowledge, hey, you know, my record that I was holding onto that I thought I was basically competing with myself against was dusted by Rockstar. So Rockstar truly raising the bar on building a product that the fans know and love. now. It isn't all, you know, uh, fun and rainbows around the Rockstar product because it's also come to everyone's attention that Rockstar has announced that it is not coming to PlayStation, uh, or sorry, not coming to PC first and only coming to consoles, I'm assuming PlayStation and Xbox. That has caused a pretty a pretty big uh, ripple and upset in the community, mostly because, like, what's left of the you know grant the photo community heavily revolves from the modded side of things that is the pc community those are the role players those are the folks that kind of held this game up put it on the pedestal and allowed it to be so successful over the last couple of years grant the photo as an ip john was of course um you know uh, uh, iconic right with what they did with vice city grant the photo 3 you know liberty seat like all all of the grand theft photos have all had something that um we can all look back on and just say dude that was that was a that was a great time um including the most recent one but for them to just go ahead and shun out the pc community what do you think is the the tactic why why do they want to go about only launching it on console is it is it a Do you think playstation and like xbox are like paying for this kind of you know exclusivity or what, what do you think
1: yeah, you you know, I I don't know about the technical if anyone in our community is more involved in the development side, software hardware, let us know if there's a is, is there a reason. I am familiar with games having to, um, in their fundraising lifecycle monster, have to start on PC to then port to console. So I do know that that there is a financial cost to basically port it over. It's not just as simple as loading it over. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like it's probably more marketing more into do with a brand deal Rockstar could do anything, you know Like they've got all this money and, and who wouldn't help them? I mean overall, I think um, I think I just love seeing them be decisive And this decisiveness, you know, they 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 seemingly have come out of nowhere Which it's not we constantly talk about how on this show in the top five consistently on twitch grand theft auto online just sits there it never moves. It never falls from the top five. It is consistent. It is there and even just the final count in the first 72 hours Was mr. Beast 59 million GTA 120 million so it doubled the previous record um, uh, I saw uh, I saw somebody tweet. I think it's Dick Certo that um, that that post announcing the trailer uh, The trailer release date was the most reacted to gaming tweet in history so I can't help but think that it's got to be they got a card up their sleeve and not like a financial limitation or certainly hardware limitation, right?
0: Yeah, no. It, now, the the more that I think about it, I think they're just like, dude, it's going to be explosive and hype. And then it's going to be hype again when we launch it on PC and we allow folks to mod the game. I think that's probably what they're fearful of. They don't want the mods to change the, the real product that they built because the mod community is so um i mean they're 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 super serious these guys are really really invested in in building whatever world and experience they want i think now looking at it they probably just want to you know kind of hold their product dear and near and say hey let everyone enjoy the game the story for what we made it to be then we'll give you all the community the product because once it goes to pc you know it's the wild Wild west they're gonna go if, if you can't sell drugs from the ice cream truck They're going to go make that thing happen. Like whatever Grand Theft Auto Fantasy they have, they're going to bake it into the game, dude.
1: No, I think that's great. It it, it seems to me an even smarter tactic to what Activision Blizzard's been doing with Call of Duty where they release the campaign first. Then seven days later, they release multiplayer. Then about a month later, they release the Battle Royale. I think knowing if all were released at once, the Battle Royale would probably take the cake and they would miss out on stuff. And even the community would maybe miss out on stuff. So. This is very interesting. Um, it's gonna be funny watching, you know, I, I predict we're gonna see a lot of our favorite content creators be like, Oh my god, I need to go find a PS five. You know, like like all that stuff. Like, I think it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna play. Yeah, I haven't well- played since Vice City, but this one's got me. I'm ready. Me well, I'm
0: happy you brought up Vice City because if you remember Vice City's lore based on what was it like the 80s and 90s of early, you know, cocaine imports into Florida yeah. and kind of that 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 Miami vibe. It seems like we're going back to that time, but instead we're in modern day Florida times and uh, nothing spells that out more than the IRL like in real life references that we're taking out from Real things that occurred in Florida news, yeah, and then the adopted trailer. into yeah into the trailer and put into um the video game from uh the viral clips of a woman freaking twerking on the car on the strip down yeah. to the Florida man, man the who calls himself <laughs> Joker. Oh, yeah. Uh, on the on the front side, you know, pretty much his mugshot of him being sent to jail and sentenced. All of these news uh, articles that kind of encapsulate the the wildness that is Florida. There's a joke out there. I think, you know, you and I have heard it. Other folks around at home have probably heard it. But, like, only in Florida, you know? It yeah. had to be yeah. uh, Florida man, and then you can add any date. And if you Google Florida man plus any date, you will see a insane headline story. That's, like, literally... Um, something you could do today
1: bro and you and I have that I mean both of us lived <laughs> formative seasons of our life in Florida you know yes, for me shout out Kissimmee Florida shout out the 407 yep. Orange Blossom Trail 192 Point Sienna. like I love like when I get in Florida there is a wild energy to Florida especially once you get like yeah to Orlando and down like North Florida like has its own energy it's a little bit more like feels like the South a little bit I feel like just like you know but but what man once you get down there bro like Miami is one of my all-time favorite places to be um, But it's great. It's crazy energy. So I think them picking such a well-known like like even you saying that monster It's almost this is not luck that they just broke mr. Beast's record. This was meticulous and they Constructed a trailer that that combined pre-existing viral moments that and and created shared conversation like this I mean, I mean it was just I'm it's just a masterpiece rock stars so insane,
0: they're insane, yeah. and and the graphics look incredible. Yes. The uh, elite gameplay from I don't know how many months ago was insane, like showing how realistic some of the movement um is that it, that's coming to grant the photo. Like, you know, from from a gameplay perspective, it really does look like Rockstar's trying to make this universe of um a, a space where you can do just about anything you can think of um from illegal activities all the way up to the most mundane activities so that you can play this this role play world of whatever character you want to be. And they are taking it to a whole new level. Um, Apparently, behind the scenes, some of the coding, some of the dev work has come from devs that have worked directly in the mod community to help make what is the real role-playing servers that we see today the most popular ones. So they have some of the, I would say, the best consulting possible. They are directly like... You know, in the in the pipeline of the community, they are going to make a a wonderful game, and in it's I think it, again the trailer already yeah. the story itself kind of sells that. But it's John, Let's get into
1: it's cross generational, like all of that. Like Vice City, my my mom didn't let me play it, but Jared and Johnny across the street they had it. Bro, Vice City taught me a lot about life. Let's just say that, bro. I found, <laughs> That was like my sex ed class was Vice City, bro. I was like, I didn't even, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know certain stuff. I, I also got, I, I laughed. Someone posted the screenshot of the beach and they said, if depending on when you grew up, when you see this, you either think minigun or you're in a different generation than me. Yep. And like, I, said, I shared that to someone. They're like, what? I go, bro, you didn't use cheats on on GTA
0: Vice City, bro. Cause
1: yeah, bro, there's some twisted stuff you get on in that game. <laughs>
0: That's hilarious, but no, I, what what I was getting at is I, I want to jump into the the Florida Man lawsuit, That's basically right. against right. Rockstar and Grand Theft Auto. So it doesn't seem like everyone who was featured is happy about it. Some are taking advantage and trying to propel their um you know newfound uh, eyeballs to new yeah. heights. Others are, are not too excited. John, talk to me a little bit about the Florida Man Joker, who uh, is pretty salty that he was. I guess built in a uh, a type of way his likeness used does he have legs I mean, here he, talk about
1: he's it he's suing for two million dollars um, basically under name image name image likeness um, clauses and, and his his lawyer will make the case that um, you know uh, Rockstar Games is profiting off of his 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 likeness I imagine in a courtroom he's going to talk about the money he invested into the tattoos he's going to talk about the pain. And uh, that was uh, uh, administered there and probably even, you know, talk about how the that clip they cited was about from a painful part of his life um, and maybe even embarrassing. And so the least I can do is, you know, but I I don't know. I haven't kept up with with his uh, with his life. If it was me, what would I want? I don't know, man. I could maybe see like, bro, if like. If if they wanted to use like a white dad and a mustache that looked like me and a thing, you know, like, I don't know. I don't have as distinctive (laughs) of a vibe, but with how unique of an approach of his identity it is, man, it's clearly him. So I could maybe see why he's thinking a multi hundred million dollar company should probably pay me something.
0: Well, it's also ironic that his entire character and name is built off of DC's actual likeliness of true, the true, joker, true, true. so the irony is definitely there. The comments are ridiculous when you read up on what folks are talking about here, um, because there are even lawyers that have jumped in that have won actual lawsuits of um, claims of folks that have done suits like this in the past, one of which who was successful at claiming some multitude of i think hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars from a company says that he the florida joker does not have a case here he is better off um coming with a different approach and in fact that he should try to uh, come with a different attitude and maybe try to build something and take advantage of this newfound interest that is kind of bubbling around his name because he says that the tattoos are not the same they colored the man's hair purple and, uh, yeah, they did a, a couple other little minor things that don't actually mean they used his imagery and that Rockstar, Rockstar is going to win the suit if he if he try to go for them. So I, I did find it a little fascinating that um, there was a lawyer that jumped in with experience kind of winning cases like this and was just like, yeah. dude, straight up, you, you, you're not going to win this, bro. Like, your attitude is all wrong about this. Yeah, I mean,
1: if you had more of an entrepreneurial, you know, he started. what if he started streaming? What if he started, you know, making that, like, I think that's way more the route of, of the internet. Yeah, it probably speaks to, um, yeah, you know, just a mindset thing. If, if you don't have it like that, you know, don't
0: be a victim, be a victor. Yeah, for sure. Well, Grant the Photo is going to be incredible. Unfortunately, we all have to wait a whole year plus until it does release. So let's not get our hopes up too much. It's not going to be the last we're the first time you hear about Get the photo here. We are definitely gonna continue to cover this game throughout the year. We're sure that the next time they drop gameplay or content, uh, I mean, the momentum is not gonna go anywhere. Um, this game is up there with the hype and interest of games like Bethesda's Elder Scrolls series. There are very few games that have such a, you know, uh, um grip on communities or or an era of the past and the present. That that still exists and, and Grant the Photo is just one of them. Let's jump into a couple other things that I, I did want to hit on here. A couple quick hits. Uh, John, we obviously are, are entering into this world where you know live streams have continued to raise in, in popularity and platforms are continuing to develop uh, via you know AI or platforms actually shifting directions, switch allowing all you know creators to start to multi-stream. We're starting to see some improvements now, not only to the X slash Twitter platform. But also to the to the streaming, you know, programs. Uh, Streamlabs actually just picked up a, a multitude of different uh, functionalities, allowing streamers to not only multi-stream directly from their platform or uh, program, but but also, you know, just just a number of different quality of life improvements. They are basically building out more of a central hub for creators, almost taking on the most popular restream platform restream and introducing their own subscription-based models around it. Um, let's just talk a little bit more about, uh, yeah, the, the direction of the streaming platforms and how the gaming space is going to continue to evolve. Yeah, well, I mean,
1: St- Streamlabs OBS, um, well, no, not Streamlabs OBS anymore, not Slobs. We covered that. That broke about a year ago. There was the the contentious debate between the two companies that um, kind of has, has, has uh, evened out. But now Streamlabs really is synonymous with like your starter Like if you if you met a dad who bought a webcam and started streaming he's using Streamlabs. you know, it's it's, the, it's 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 one of the most user-friendly You know integrations and and I think it's a big deal for I think we will see just by this alone um, uh The amount of people streaming on twitter go through the roof. Um, it even made me realize, you know, like I don't stream that often but Sometimes instead of just recording offline gameplay, I just go, I hit go live and I save some hard drive space and maybe interact with someone uh, on Twitch. And, but I don't have an audience there. And maybe think, wow, maybe I should just send it on, on Twitter or, or, or Instagram where I have more of, a, uh, more of a built-in community than on Twitch. And, and just it, even just reading that headline made me think differently. So I think um, even if the integrations aren't that game changing, I think this partnership, Is really starting to normalize and I don't think it'll be long. I think by this time next year We are gonna be blown away um, By how much gaming streaming is happening on X and I think that even just the I I Mentioned it to someone who's more of a casual gamer um, uh, At work today and they literally goes. Oh man, if you did that, I bet you elon would come through now That's probably not gonna happen. But the perception that he's built up. I think is a powerful drug
0: and the crazy thing, just talking about numbers, um, generating, you know, the the attention that X is generating now as a video platform. Um, there was a story actually that I didn't even have on the on the list here that I wanted to I wanted to address with you, John. It was from a handle called at completionist. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about the story in a second, but I want to tie this in by saying the views that his response video garnered to um some controversy that was around his charity uh, you know program that he was running was 6.9 million views on his twitter video guys if you try to post a video onto youtube and in you know uh, uh you look at the numbers that a that a video a long-form video can generate it is ridiculously yeah. hard to generate yeah. big numbers like that yeah numbers like that on even instagram facebook you know live stream platforms like twitch you name it getting to around the million viewer mark is near impossible to do on other platforms because the user base consumption is just not there in the video uh video consumption side but twitter is is hitting these numbers like crazy now so uh this was a very interesting one because he, he dropped a twenty minute response video where before Elon Musk bought Twitter, this was not a possible thing. Yep. um as far as like yeah, video consumption on on different platforms that were on YouTube. YouTube was the king hub for all video content. But now you see um this this big controversial topic um was covered on Twitter basically exclusively, and the video itself has six million views. Now, I want to jump in. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna completely hard curve here, John. I'm gonna talk about this. I'm gonna give you the super high overview and, and you folks at home can look into this. This is, a, uh, this is a very, very, very interesting topic. And I want you all to listen very carefully. So I want to explain it once and I want your opinion at the end of it. Yep. Is what he did okay or is it a little shady? Did he donate the money because he got called out for holding it or was he gonna do it You know, eventually, but we kind of rushed the timeline because people got upset. So now, obviously, you guys can kind of get the gist here. There is money involved, and this is a charity organization that he ran and operated. So, Gerard the Constructionist, aka At Completionist, is a content creator who's been around for what seems to be a long time. I'm not super familiar with his work, but it does seem like he is one of those people that chases trophies in video games and has built a very unique niche community of just being a diehard gamer. So he's he's he has a, a wonderful community. Um, Obviously wonderful enough that he has raised over $600,000 over the course of just about the last decade from his community and other folks alike. And he's gone as far as building a convention for indie games to bring attention to indie games, but also awareness to his cause. Now his cause is raising money, and unfortunately, I don't know the, the sickness, but it has to do with dementia because his mom had dementia while he was growing up. And unfortunately, she passed um, at, you know, an early timing in his life around his early 20s. But he, he lived with this mom who had this sickness. And in his efforts to continue to raise awareness, he was raising money for what everyone that was pulling money together towards this organization was. They thought it was for good. But it turns out, he was never actually donating the money away. He was holding it. Now there's nothing wrong with him holding it, I guess, because all the dollars are accounted for and the organization is a pure nonprofit. There was all the all the paperwork says there were no administration fees extracted out of it. He never paid himself or his staff. Everything was done by the books. But everyone that donated was donating because they thought that he was giving money away to the cause, but in fact, he never actually donated it until just recently he was exposed, if you will, of pulling all this money together. Again, he had $600,000 nor- or more worth of donations, but he never really gave it to the cause yet. Like, like It's such a weird thing, right? Because he didn't do anything illegal he didn't do anything wrong he sure as hell was raising money but his goal was to make an impact but if he's not giving it anywhere what other impact is he mu- making other than like the raising awareness side like why, why would he hold all the money is this kind of the point and some people don't believe his 20-minute response even with all the receipts this dude has receipts upon receipts he's willing to challenge everyone I asked my wife, because I, I watched the video, and I was fascinated. Like, dude, that is a very weird thing to do. Like, why do I give the money away? So, John, I asked you, do you think it was on its way to be some shady thing where, like, one day, it just, everyone forgot about it? Or, I don't know. I mean... And there's more to it. There's a lot more to it. But, like, that's kind of, like, the gist.
1: I'm just surprised that he was even able to generate that kind of donor uh funnel without showing his results. I mean a huge like reality of like generating that much donations is like hey, if you raise $10,000 this time, you do another event and you show what that $10,000 did. You show a testimonial video, you show statistics, you know, like Dr. Lupo and St. Jude's are like experts at this, right? Like they're not just jumping on stream raising a mill. They're showing and we did this and we did this and we did this and we did this. Um but then I think about it On the other hand, you know we celebrated a few months ago how um, the uh, that the charity uh, YouTubers uh, soccer game they raised a couple million. I don't know where that went. I don't. I didn't follow up. You know because there is a level when when you trust a a a content creator, you trust them. Um, Man, my my thing. uh, This is what I think. Money is a trap for everybody, and when you're holding. My guess is this he had all the right intentions and probably even Intended to do the right thing but man when he was holding the bag he got stuck for a second And I think he was probably thinking himself, okay What if I invest this make some for myself and then just donate, you know, like almost using it like (laughs) like, you know And he just got stuck. I think it's I just know bro money like that That's why you need accountability, bro. Like that's a lot of money, man. It's a well, lot of money to
0: talk to talk about producing results. I think that's where he went wrong. That's where some of the controversy uh, does fall on his 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 shoulders because he so happened to go onto you know different platforms, uh, get you know guest appear on what could have been you know a stage and, and a seminar, um, in in one way or another public settings and talk about the air quotes. Contributions he was making, but he didn't actually make them yet. They were in development. Like, hey, yeah, totally gonna give, you know, John's nonprofit 50,000. We're working on it, yada, yada. So I think that's what really brought this to light when folks heard them mention something like that. And they're like, wait a second, he never gave us 80,000. No, 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 that never happened. And then he had to answer for, okay. So where is the money? Why do you have the but money? That, and that's, that's kind of what shady. started. That's shady. So, that is, so that's what kind of jump-started and propelled all this to the front light. And then he comes out with this, this banger 20-minute response, like, hey, look, I never did anything shady, nothing illegal. I got the money. So anyways, guys, I'm not here to call him guilty or anything. I'm just saying it, it really does look like a case of this man might have gotten caught before he could do anything bad with it. And and I think I think he's I think dude, I think his heart was in the right place when it all began. But like John said, dude, this money's a trap, bro. He's got hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars just right there. I, I don't know. It's just weird. It's such a weird story. So I'm sorry that I had to talk about this guy. This is totally not on the runner shot, I promise. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get back to some other stuff. But this is very much a gaming-related topic. It's a huge Just a mysterious one, if you will. It's just a weird one, dude. And and it happens on Twitter.
1: I tell people all the time, you know, there's some business associates or brands looking to get involved in gaming. And I tell them, I'm like, you guys have to have Twitter. Twitter is like, in my opinion, it it is almost the most important community platform in gaming. You know, like maybe people aren't getting huge on content on gaming. Obviously some are, but it's like you have to almost like your resume too like if, if i'm trying to do work with someone in gaming i check their twitter it's almost like it's almost like gaming's linkedin so to speak it's important well and now it's going to be content too
0: that video had th- uh, 6.9 million views another video that so happened to go absolute bonkers talking about twitter platform as a means to break stories um creator streamer at just relax kid put out a very controversial video that ignited um, a, a huge topic in discussion around diversity in gaming and yeah. how this is um, crazy how content is consumed and from what types of communities and this is something that um qu- quite honestly is is pretty shocking i think it's one of those things that feels like a pretty taboo topic because it, it revolves around race and color and you know some you know folks feeling like they, they don't get what they might deserve. And this is probably the most black and white example of that we can see. So Just Relax Kid is someone that I've actually known for about a decade, guys. When I started streaming, he was very much like the first dude I hung out with. One, Like one of three dudes, him and another kid called Wiz. We we were like chilling at a Twitch, bro. The first ever Twitch. Like that's how long ago um, I, I've known this guy for. He's still around in the space. So what he did was... He tried an experiment where he streamed for a week, like usual, with his camera on. He's 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 a black dude, well looking, you know, uh, uh, like in his mid twenties, young guy, funny as hell, great at games. Um, and then what he decided to do was take all those numbers, save them, and then turn his camera off and replace it with the avatar of a white man, and then change nothing about his content and went live for another week, and his viewership tripled. And and it's, it's just like unrefutable, undeniable proof of, I mean, whatever proof of you want that to be, that his numbers literally tripled when, for whatever reason, it wasn't a black man on the thumbnail anymore. It was a white man's avatar. And he was the same creator that he was that entire week. But all of a sudden, he had more traffic more attention, more views around his VODs in that week. And he put a whole video out. That video ties into all of this because we uh, talk about the numbers. 8.7 million views on that post. That is like stratosphere levels of like, you know, attention from the gaming space. And he's got over a thousand comments in the comment section. And it really just opens the question like, dude, is it is it something like, shady in the algorithm you know what i'm saying like is it is it just the the community is there underlying racism right like involved in like like what is it right and um he goes on to kind of explore all those types of uh topics and conversations in the comment section um he puts (laughs) in the comments he says i play little to no rap music i let my 2000s pops playlist rock music play out i talk the same way and, and pretty much changed nothing about my personality. So, all he did was play no rap, didn't show that he was a black man, played pop, generic 2000s, you know, early classic hits, and have a white man's avatar up and triple his viewership. So, a white glasses wearing bearded white guy, too. Like a very, like, it's just standard, like very average your, like, looking like person. Like
1: Tom. That dude's name yeah. is Tom for sure. Yeah, man. I so, think I think this is, I think, I mean, he, yeah, he even says he's like, I'm not trying to necessarily say, you know, it's racist. Um I think it's I think it's a very interesting, you know, reality around who we identify with, you know, in in, in characters. You know, similar thing happened um on Asmond Gold stream um around the Game Awards monster is his stream um came under criticism because every time Um, a non-white character and even a female character would come on as stream while he was reacting Um, his his chat could be seen many of them saying woke 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 And you know, he responded to that because many said that that's a sign of racism Um, and I liked his response because he was basically saying hey I'm sure some of those people are racist and if they are they should get out of my chat He's like, I don't he's like, I'm he's like, I'm not about that. You know, he said however, he goes the more realistic thing is also probably that people feel, uh, they feel more related to somebody that looks like them, you know? And I don't know to what level that's right. You know, like, and, and let me just be an imperfect human on this podcast. Okay. As far as like me, like there's a new star Wars game coming out. It's called like star Wars outlaw. The only way you can play it is as a female character. I'm not as like pumped to play it. Like I don't, It's hard to get I can't get immersed right and also part of me goes yo Why can't you just make it create a character? Like why are you forcing me to do this? I personally feel like that doesn't make me sexist, right? But then on the other hand, I feel like if someone was like, yeah, bro Like I ain't gonna play as a brown person. I'm like yo, like that's weird if you know So I don't know like I think we all approach these things with with from a different level and instead of saying Oh, You're for sure racist or you're for sure not I think people should search in themselves and go Man, do you scroll past somebody's Dragon Ball Z content because they're black? That's race like that you might want to look into that, you know, like but maybe yeah If you play with a character that looks like you that doesn't make you racist, you know, I don't know It's, it's complex. Um, a lot of American statistics to monster like you English-speaking there is a higher percentage of white males in the english speaking gaming population right now so that could attribute to it but again why are they only drawn towards someone that looks like them
0: man it's complex yeah. it's complex well it well and, and that's really what i think this comes down to honestly i think i think it's not really about you know racism or or anything really like that those those things exist we all know it does and, and we know that's a problem right that's a universal issue Um, But I think it comes down to Twitch as a platform has just attracted a very much predominantly white male gaming community, right? And, you know, they they cater and and tend to this big narrative of inclusivity, and that is the community they've built, right? And that's the largest representation on the platform. So naturally, like you said, people are going to always relate and gravitate towards someone that is in their likeliness and they think they can relate to and usually that starts with um yeah what the first your first impression is what they look like uh so like i said it's 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 a crazy crazy thread you just want to jump in there laugh at his lightheartedness because he takes a very fun approach to this but then You'll, you'll also get into, like, the angry comments of people that are just, like, not happy that he's exposing this and kind of talking about this. And he didn't, he didn't put any extra narrative behind it, but other people are, of course, going to come in and, with their and, agendas and, and, and oftentimes you know, put that's their piece on
1: it. Oftentimes, that's how you can tell if somebody's racist, if someone right. gets pissed at him.
0: Like, if white yeah. people
1: look at that and get mad— bro check your heart check well there's white
0: people there's black people there are people of uh you know different colors in there all types of upset and uh there are some that also see his perspective all, another just again an interesting thing about this there are the creators that also shared their before and afters of them trying the experiment and yeah. getting similar very results. similar results Yup. um yeah. so again crazy stuff man but this is this is all to say that twitter as a platform is becoming one of the go-to places where big amounts of content is being consumed including our entire gaming space not only it's just not youtube anymore so a huge tangent and a huge way to say yeah twitter twitter is like the news platform yeah
1: yeah and last thing i'll say on that we got some quick uh, gaming uh topics to hit on the way out but it's just like hey uh, before if elon didn't own twitter i think a lot of these conversations would be shut down and banned i think that he truly is um in the best way that i've seen he's not perfect but creating a space where it feels like multiple perspectives can actually be heard. And I personally think, it's, I think that's valuable. I think it's very,
0: very valuable. I think uh, on that recent interview where he basically said F Disney and F all the advertisers that try to blackball him, he was like paying $45 billion was the cheapest cost for freedom of speech. Like something crazy like that. I was like, dang, this dude's big baller. dude. Like, he literally, he literally <laughs> says, the guy asked him, I've also never seen
1: an interviewer so stunlocked. That dude right. was stunlocked, bro. Freaking uh, five combo, freaking kidney shot, done, bro. Like, that's the World and, of Warcraft. And, uh, and uh, he, he goes, he goes. Um, so what happens if, what happens if Twitter fails? And he goes, Elon looks and he goes, well, then the world will know it's them that did it, not me. And he goes, and they'll have to live with that. And they can publicly kill free speech. It won't be me though. Like, bro, I mean. Dude, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting time um, to be alive, you know, but Hey, if you're out there and just on a real note, man, if you've ever felt discriminated because of the way you look and it's affected your life or content, we know that that's real and, and man, let's all work together. Let's, let's, let's work to make it a better world. Let's, let's change this, man. I don't think that I, um, even my reference, that doesn't mean I hate that video game. I'm not anti yeah. that video game. I just, it's not my first video game I might pick up. Versus a game where I can create someone that looks like me. And some of that has to do with the fact that I'm a tired dad. I don't have a lot of time to play games. It does not mean I'm anti that game. So, man, maybe go out of your way to support someone that looks different than you or moves differently than you. And let's 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 kill the hate. Let's change this algorithm. Yeah, I
0: mean, listen, I, and, and I can speak from firsthand. And I've talked about this on live streams and stuff before. As a Hispanic person who had a extremely thick New York accent. Um, you know i've i've managed to obviously overcome a, a lot of hurdles and and you know restructure and rechange my direction in life uh and get into professional commentary but it was not easy for me at first there was a, a lot of people that just looked straight past me and to this day there is still a lot of underlying racism uh, that i deal with in the business world um so so yeah we totally know these these topics are real and true um it, yeah but we just want to bring it up because this is a very much real thing that just happened in this last week that is um being again explored and talked about on the twitter platform where like john said before it would never have been talked about and talked about platforms that have been emerging for big voices and almost again that freedom of speech vibe kick has kind of led the space in controversy being a platform where very lax rules but that doesn't mean it's a place that you could do anything you want hate speech will not be tolerated on kick either action man one of the first adopters of a big twitch streamer with thousands of viewers and thousands of subscribers who picked up the platform jumped on it without a signed deal he went over to support the movement actually just found himself banned for um is islamic hate speech so ridiculous thing you know to to throw yourself into um there there's no world where that kind of stuff should be happening but he kind of felt like he was untouchable i guess like you could say whatever you want and you know unfortunately controversy and clickbait and you know um these these flaming topics breed viewership and and attention and we've seen a lot of creators recently take that route of doing just absolutely wicked or outlandish things on camera um whether it be that 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 dude neon who does all those irl streams and uh you know picks fights with strangers on the street or jack doherty who uh harasses folks on the street and gets the security guards to step in and save them like there's a lot of wild stuff happening in the in the like in real life streaming space and action man was one of the few that kind of led that charge well he just found himself banned he just found out that you know kick is not going to tolerate that kind of stuff i am curious to see if kick's going to unban him. i think they unbanned It was someone before. I think it was Aiden Ross who was doing like super homophobic, weird stuff. And then they were just like, dude, you can't do that. Like, you got to apologize.
1: And he was also doing some racist stuff. I don't think they banned him,
0: though. They gave him a hard warning. They were going to kick him off the platform. They made him apologize. I remember Train specifically making him do a public apology. And uh, yeah, so I I am curious to see if they give Action Man that same level of um, opportunity to quickly Hey, this is like your hard slap on the wrist. We'll let you back on, but we're not going to tolerate that level of, um, you know, hate speech here. And uh, see, see if they move on with him because he's he's a big creator. He he's got, you know, again, some of the most viewership that uh, the platform has to offer, and he he brings them um a lot of a lot of watch time and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I think you know, uh, I think the internet is a place where great conversations can be had, like we said. Um, and and sometimes you know uh, hard conversations about complex things need to be had, like what's going on in the world with Israel and um, and Gaza and, and, and all these things, right? It's a big topic. However, I think there are some, and it's this is my opinion, people like Action Man that are using it to make content, not to make a difference, and that you sometimes instead of speaking from a place of conviction. Um, And like knowledge, I feel like they're purposely trying to push the line to like generate interest And I think that oftentimes those people end up going over the line uh, Because they're trying to do it for the clicks and he's always been someone um, That 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 seems to um, I shouldn't say always been right It seems like he's often been somebody who is constantly pushing the line and not really thinking it through and um, man, I'm kind of glad that that kick is showing people yo, like there are rules here like you can't yeah. can't talk about an entire religion or group of people being worthless.
0: Yeah. No, and and you know what? If they want to eventually attract the advertiser dollars, we're going to see much more of this kind of strict behavior um jump into the platform. It has been very lax, very loose, and I think that right now a lot of the creators that have, you know, adopted the platform and jumped in have uh have been experiencing what feels like a, a very yeah land of the land of the free and in, in all the ways that they uh, you know <laughs> believe free to be and uh you know we we all know like look what happened with Twitch once the big money comes in and the advertisers come in there's it becomes more strict now Twitch does still have its problems there is still all types of NSFW content like that looks that's like being aired on that platform that's a whole other topic we could talk about next week because this week has been again another flare-up of uh, of creators being banned for streaming what looks to be topless but I won't get too deep into that we're gonna instead jump into how the game awards um managed to upset kai by uh not choosing spider-man to be game of the year instead they went with Baldur's gate 3 after that following that john i don't know if you saw the another tweet that went viral but someone said take a look at spider-man gameplay and now, look at Baldur's Gate 3 gameplay. And it made it look like Baldur's Gate 3 is the most <laughs> boring game ever. Like, how in the world could you choose that game over Spider-Man? But I got to say, dude, I played more hours of Baldur's Gate 3 than I did of Spider-Man. I own both of them.
1: Yeah, I, I feel by like... By a long shot, by the way. I feel like, Kai, that, that's, that's more of a <laughs> preference thing. Both those games have been Fantastic. wildly popular. And yes. I don't think this is an... Un- this is not some, like, random game. But, you know, these... these you know, these would be the two that I can, like Starfield's not going to be up there. You know, like, like I can't even think of games other, you know, uh, uh, you know, Elden Ring was last year. You know, it's like, like those were the two games, you know, and they went with Baldur's Gate and they had their reasons. And it's not like they said Spider-Man sucked. You know, it's just funny watching Kai. I think, you know, I think he was more just his reaction was more as a, as a personal fan. You know, I don't think there's a, I don't think you can prove that it was like, uh, unfair you know assessment. It's just Spider-Man fans obviously really loved this game, but I heard just as many people that really love Baldur's Gate, neither of well, which are my cup of tea, but but I seen people talking about it.
0: What I can say, the the one extremely impressive thing about Baldur's Gate 3 is that it is a turn-based game based on the lore of Dungeons and Dragons. So you basically roll the dice at different times and um the game is all about strate uh, you know strategy and open world exploration. You can literally talk to uh, different NPCs, and explore different dialogues that will take you down a number of different uh, outcomes. You can kill off any character you wanted. You can save any character you wanted. It really is a world that you make come to life as you progress through the story and, um, yeah, unveil the backgrounds of each of the characters. So it's a it's extremely complex, beautifully crafted game, and it transcended beyond the 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 bubble of just nerds that liked Dungeons & Dragons right it actually hit mainstream popularity almost the way elden ring broke past a hardcore you know sweaty souls genre of players you know the tens of thousands yeah. that like this very niche thing and then it became this massively adopted like holy crap this game is beautiful and it could be enjoyed by millions Baldur's Gate did the same in that game genre so I think respectively it, it did something that um it moved a boulder, if you will, for that game category. And if 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 you can do that with your product, you rightfully deserve to be the game of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you did absolutely. something big for the game of space, which uh, Spider Man didn't quite do that. I think they just made a sick Spider Man. You know? Like I, yeah, sure. I would can, love to. Talk.
1: I, I would love to hear from a Spider Man fan because the way mm-hmm. they talk about these games, Monster, is is is
0: if it did. I
1: just don't well, understand. I, you know?
0: I just don't. I, get I it. think. I think the big part about it is like it, it's it's the inc- it's the inclusivity of the you know Miles who's half black half Hispanic right and and like they we finally have some like representation True. of the Hispanic and black connecting culture the and community Spider-Verse Yeah, rules. It, and in New York City, you got to remember Kai is from New York. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm from New York. Like the game's based in New York. They really try to you know adopt a lot of that. So I think that's the reason people really um, have rallied behind Spider-Man. They were really hoping for it to pull through. But when you think about you know uh, uh what you know the game has done baldur's gate has done for the gaming space as a whole you know uh, i can see why i got game of the year i think they rightfully deserve that one so um yeah just just fun stuff there uh before we get out of here i think i think we're approaching a close to hour mark i'm not sure i don't have the timer in front of me but yeah we're at we're um, at 45 oh we're running it up baby we got a couple things let's let's hit on these john here um cdl call of duty league has decided john to go exclusive with youtube talk to me about it talk to you about how this is um gonna change the game basically like like what's going on here
1: Yeah, so cdl just got exclusive content or youtube. Yeah cdl and youtube So, the call of duty league the professional franchised um, uh league of uh call of duty teams um And and competitors has become exclusive in youtube And what was very interesting over those first couple of days monster is there's some lack of clarity around watch parties um, which w- typically make up the most prominent viewership Scumps being the biggest um, and there was kind of like this almost like question mark, like he alluded to it on a day, like, hey guys, we might have to like take this down. Um, and then just one day later, which is happening live as we're speaking, he did fully move his broadcast, or his live gameplay broadcast over to YouTube um, while maintaining a watch party, um, not showing gameplay on Twitch. And um, we can go ahead and ref- I'll, I'll refresh the results right now. Initially people were 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 dogging it monster basically thinking that um, it was going to be bad for call of duty Um, but so far this weekend the numbers have not been down and right now um, we are in it's day three of the opening weekend of the cdl And there are 60,000 people watching on the call of duty league youtube and 42,000 people watching Scump on uh on youtube and then on his twitter he's got um He's got 3,000 people, 4,000 people watching as well. So a quick math there, uh, Call of Duty
0: 60, uh, Skump uh, 48. Yo, and you know what? I'm just more curious. Uh, do you think CDL gave Scump any resources, any money, anything any any form of support because like Scump's broadcast is not like a normal broadcast like this man's in a full-on studio like he is the backbone he is obviously almost half of the cdl's viewership um enjoys to watch it through his perspective do you think they're supporting him because now he has to go out of his way to do two different produced products so that he doesn't get copyright struck off of you know twitter and twitch and all the other restream platforms but also make his new product now on the youtube space from the ground up what i mean just what, what's your take there hey to
1: the community we're i'm, I'm not going to hold you me and monster in the pre-show we were we were discussing this but as of this tweet that just went live monster breaking news i think i have the answer the answer. optic gaming just announced a two hundred thousand dollar war zone kickoff tournament mm-hmm. being streamed on twitch.tv forward slash call of duty so twitch and optic are teaming up for their battle royale content Um with optic and call of duty and the the competitive Multiplayer is happening on youtube. This is so curious to me. Do you get what i'm saying? Like it's both the official channel So call of duty for whatever reason wants to be exclusive on youtube for competitive But is willing to do a large warzone tournament with optic on their twitch on call of duty's twitch This is so curious but to to me speaks that somewhere in the workings you know the optic team is in there with call
0: of duty being like hey y'all know we carry you right give us our flowers. Well, here's here's the interesting thing right we've seen call of duty try this in the past and fail of uh, them taking content exclusive to youtube and it just not working out and eventually they came back to twitch and now they i think have taken their learnings and are saying hey we could do this thing on youtube well but we need a market still in this twitch community we can't isolate yes. We cannot isolate this. This is too big of a a piece of the pie. So yeah, no. I, I mean, I'm as curious as you. What do they know that we don't? What are they trying? You know, marketing wise, that um, you know, we haven't seen before. All of this is is pretty fascinating. If we really got into the numbers, I think we could probably unveil some pretty interesting stuff and in, in, about the dynamics and the, and the workings of what's going on here. Um, but who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's Switch saying, Yo, dude. We we have that Samsung bag, and you know what? Forget doing five Twitch rivals. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna do one big cot event and make sure we, you know, fight back against YouTube. Like it could be the juggernauts of the platforms that play too. So yeah. I don't know. You don't know. We're speculating, but
1: yep. it is it is interesting. Very interesting. So I'm glad that Scumps finding success, though, you know. So shout out to his community yep. for following him over to YouTube. And again, we've always said this that at the end of the day the community and the creator are far more important than the platform. And so that's the thing when you build a strong community, um, the platform is a little bit subjective. So shout out scump and the, and, and the, the team over there.
0: Exactly. So buy cafe Colazzo cause it's the best coffee around town boys. I'm telling you, but no, uh, seriously, uh, we, we appreciate and support the community. Um, let, let's get these, real quick topics here um maybe next week we'll talk a little bit more about it we're approaching the limit of of our upload here mcdonald's is going to be launching their own new coffee restaurant on that topic it's not going to feature cafe koyasso coffee on the store or the lineup but it's basically their version to compete with starbucks it's going to be called what's it uh cosmix with an mcs so i think the branding is very interesting it looks how they are yeah, they're taking the McDonald's brand and branching into the basically the coffee space now to to take Starbucks head on. Um I feel like McDonald's is in a position they can only fail upwards. There's there's they've built yep almost what feels like a a brand that is too big to fail. But we have seen extremely big brands disappear. Look at Macy's or Toys R Us or you know, I know those are like mainstream retailers but Big brands can go wrong. Usually that moment is when they try something completely out the box and shatter the reputation. So McDonald's is taking a massive risk here. I am extremely curious to see what, you know, what they're gonna make and how good it's gonna be. And talking about big brands hitting that turning point of potential failure ever since the rise of ChatGPT AI and Microsoft leading the charge with having ownership of the Bing platform and baking in um, AI first into their prompt responses because they own a lot of this technology. Google has found themselves turning up and trying to um, jump into the race of leading the forward-facing charge with AI. And they just unleashed a better product than anything they've shown before. I think before they showcased Bard, now they showcased Gemini. And this thing is miles ahead of what they had before. Yeah,
1: and just given probably the nature of this thing, I'm sure it's listening right now. So hello, Gemini. We come in peace. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, practice makes real. perfect. podcast, you know, is uh, is a great uh, great referral if anyone's looking to grow in excellence in terms of content creation and business. I mean, this thing is smart. It's it's doing tests, and um, I'm really just showcasing just some of the in depth um, thinking. I've been using uh, Chat GPT four more in um, some work applications, specifically like. Long-form writing that isn't necessarily creative. It's more a little bit, you know, like recommendation letters for students I get asked to write those a lot. Um, and uh, sometimes i'll throw captions in there and have it run through and um, and all that but but man gemini looks like it's uh, I can't wait to I mean i'm terrified, but i'm also excited. I'm more of a tech op- optimist, you know, uh, personally um, and and I and I what I can't wait to see is ai applied to mmos that just create unlimited, um scenarios for me and my friends to play.
0: I mean, I'm all about like I, and I and I've been talking about this like I'm a big fan of um the Dark and Darker, right? Dark and Darker right now in most games don't have like procedurally generated maps when you load in. But AI and like that kind of technology can take that the uh, feel, that idea and actually bring it to life. So I can't wait to see it also adopted into video games. However, I will say I don't want to play a game like Baldur's Gate or Elder Scrolls and and see the dude in front of me start really making up sentences and having a live conversation with me. I think I'd be a little freaked out by that um, just because the nature of they can access, you know, the Internet in real time. It's a little too real for me. So I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want AI to like take over the world here. Uh, I want to see it put in video games in some unique ways. though. I think there's some cool ways to do it. No doubt
1: yeah I, I can't wait we'll, we'll see a lot of new innovation a lot of things to be excited about but as always if you're listening to this I encourage you guys don't just be consumers be creators be contributors you know in a world of billion dollar companies there still is the option for you to make your mark to, to set your spark so so don't just get overwhelmed and ride the trends freaking make a trend y'all That's why we love you yeah, guys. yeah for
0: sure and and don't forget you can always send your complaints to me at monsterdface on twitter and i will yell at john too uh but, dude, let's uh yeah, let's start getting up out of here. Let's start letting the folks at home, as always, know where they can find us. John, we'll start with you, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hit me up on Twitter, John w. Key Rush. It's where I, I put the majority of, of my gaming content. Um yeah, it's gonna be a really exciting year of uh, uh for me content-wise. Monster alluded to it. Got a lot of got, got a lot of things going, so so hit me up over there.
0: Yes, sir. We'll be uh, we'll be working as always, guys. Uh, thank you, guys, for downloading this episode, vibing with us, checking in with us. I know we threw a lot at y'all, um. So we appreciate you listening in week to week on this 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 podcast, man. We talk all things gaming tech, you know, fun stuff that's happening, you know, just just everything in between, man. We appreciate you all. We appreciate all the support. Uh, don't forget that you can find me at Monster DFace across all social handles. So until next time, don't forget that practice makes perfect.